Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. Episode 18. Um, your truck is on fire. Part two. I told you I'd be back. Here I am. And you're back too. Thanks for joining me on 18, my invisible friends. In fact, we will only be experiencing episode 18 once for the first time anyway. So may we appreciate it. Well, we will never be here again. I don't even know if it's good or bad. I just know we're here. Also, real quick, I just wanted to really thank you for listening. We just passed over 1,000 downloads for this little podcast community. With the average episode about 30 minutes, that's like over 30,000 hours of content. So, wow. I mean, thanks for sharing this space with me and thanks for sharing it with your friends. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Where are we? Do you remember the thread we were pulling on last episode with my landscaping boss? How we were unraveling, faking it to make it, and instead, a higher truth. More sturdy scaffolding is face it to make it, and face it again, and again if we have to. Here, let's let's unravel another story with my old boss. We were deep into our summer. Oh, man. Practically brothers. It's been two decades, but I can still see the busy four-lane street where we were driving down. The old yellow 454 Chevy pulling the tractor, arguing about what music station we could compromise on the radio, when suddenly the whole truck just, just shut off. No radio station to argue about now. No turn signal. No motor. We coasted to the, to the shoulder of the, of the road. And my boss, true to form, got out of the truck very fast. We were going to face this problem fast. Not, not twiddling around in the cab, wiping the dust off the instrument panel, hoping that if, if we wiped the gauges clean, you know, maybe there would be a different you know, warning signal on the dash. Hoping the truck would somehow start. No, no, no. No, we weren't doing that. He was eager to find the problem. Eager to face it. What a paradigm shift for me. It was then and it still is now. What if our first reaction to our problems was, Oh, yeah, I can fix that. Yeah, I can fix that. Not noticing anything peculiar, after popping the hood, we both scooted onto the asphalt on our backs and looked up at the engine. Now, I'm not an expert on cars, but I knew I had a handle on this mechanical issue because I could see the orange and yellow flame flicker a few inches from the engine block. I looked at my boss. Um, your truck is on fire. Once I saw it, I started calculating how far the gas lines were. I mean, this whole thing could blow. I quickly shuffled out and got back on my feet. 
but not before I saw my boss blowing and brushing and patting down the fire. Yeah, I'll never forget that image. Safe on my feet, I watched him get the fire out. So here we were, stranded, devastated. No truck, no work, no work, no money. No money, well, you know the saga from there. I sat there staring at the old truck. She'd been so good to us. Ah, We both stood there for a hot minute. I remember we happened to pull over in the shoulder right in front of a McDonald's. My boss looks at me, smiling, of course, again with the smiling. Right, if we were going to laugh about this later, someday, why not just laugh about it right now? So, Jones, he nods to the yellow arches. How about some food? Ah, ah, yes, food. <laughs> Good thinking. You know, this could be our last hurrah, the last supper. It's over. There goes your business, up in flames, literally. We walked up the grass to Mickey D's. Each step, I kept transporting myself, time traveling to the future with the truck on fire. I remember, I remember feeling grateful that we got out, grateful the truck didn't explode on us and turn into a bonfire. But I was only a few hundred bucks away from enough money to buy my own car. And now I'd have to find another job, and how long would that take? And my boss, I don't know what he'd do. He had kids to feed, other jobs that we've, we've committed to. It seemed like such a conflict, a problem. A problem, you know, a big P or a little P. And this was a big P. I kept thinking it was the end of the line, a terrible fireball ending. But my boss, right, he saw it as the beginning, a new chapter of growth, a new adventure, a new solution, a, a new switchback on the path. After lunch, we walked a few blocks to the parts store. He did some MacGyver paperclip fix thing right there on the side of the four-lane road with whatever tools he had on the trailer. And in a few hours, we were up and running again on fumes and smoke, but we made it home. We only missed a day or two of work. He got the truck to the mechanic who said someone had been driving that old Chevy way too fast, especially considering it was always pulling a huge tractor. And... The engine burnt up, literally. It melted. It was toast. Done for. So he got an old truck working the next day, and we used that until he found a good deal on a used replacement truck. Hmm. I love the quote. I love the quote. Two people look through the same bars. One sees the mud, and the other, the stars. Right? Right, One sees the truck on fire and runs away from the problem, diving into the pool of worst-case scenarios. Right? The other sees the same thing, but runs into the fire, right, so to speak, faces the problem as quickly as possible. Two people's response to the same problem. Huh? Now, it reminds me of a Bobism right, from a few episodes back. It really stuck with me. Don't worry, this can fix easy. 
No, 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 you don't understand. This is different. My truck is on fire, right? Every dollar counts right now. We can't just run out and buy a new truck. The truck is, is the lifeblood, literally, of our business. Yeah, it's still the same. Huh? Don't worry. This can fix easy. Or we can say it in terms of a, of a Jesusism, right? Ah, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient is the day for all the stuff, for all the fires that are going on today. Just, just face today's fire. Right? Look at the flowers of the field, how they grow, right? What about in Hinduism? See, they have a word, vartam ana, right? It's, it, it simultaneously means living and present moment. Uh, Hinduism holds the two together in a single reality. The meaning translates well as we live in the present time, right? Put another way, we are only alive right now. Be where your body is. Tichnad Han says, he says it simply, life is accessible only in the here and now. Hmm. Or in a Siddhartha-ism, right? It's everything is as it should be. When we fight against truth, against reality, oh boy, do we suffer. And we don't have to like our reality, but to be sane, we must accept it. Why? Ah, Because remember, we can only change what we see, and we only see what we face. And of course, right, of course, we don't face it when we are busy looking away, faking it. So two people, me and my boss, right, were facing this, the same problem with the truck on fire. One scooted out so they couldn't see it, standing outside the fire, sort of faking it, you know, faking the problem wasn't there if he couldn't see it. And the other faced it, quite literally, his face inches away, blowing out the fire, stamping it out. Other than numb avoidance, right, how helpful, how did it help solve the problem that I was standing on the grass of the McDonald's thinking about if I had to get a new job or not. If, you know, gosh, now I wouldn't be able to get my car now and if my paycheck would be different. That was all future time traveling. Traveling to tomorrow, to someday. You remember, it's a, it's a once upon a time story. Which you know, doesn't even exist. It's a fairy tale. Don't worry about the morrow. Sufficient is the day for the evil, for the, for the fires happening. Face the fire that day. Face it to make it. Even if and especially when it's scary. And who knows, right? I mean, must see all perspectives here. Maybe it was smart of me to get out. Maybe my boss was being too risky. Or maybe he had mechanical knowledge and he knew it wasn't going to blow. He knew it was safe. But just based on how it played out, these are the lessons I took from it. I don't know if you remember a few episodes back, that Garth Brooks song. It goes, we call them fools who have to dance within the flame, who chants the sorrow and the shame that always come with getting burned. Life is not tried. It's merely survived if, if what? If you're standing outside the fire. It's a great song, great song. All right, so that's me. That's me. But what about you, though? Hmm? 
What fires are happening in your engine? Are you facing them? Or scooting out and mind traveling instead? I've spent some time in South America. Oh, South America. Something I love about the culture is the lack of pretense. If a woman is talking about a neighbor, she says, oh, oh, you mean la gorda? You know, the fat one? I'm a stranger and you're telling me she's fat? Is this okay? Right? Or the shopkeeper has a customer that comes up and he's, he's bald. You know? So he'll say, oh, hey, baldy, you know, how can I help you? It's been years since I've been to Latin America and I hope it's not changing. They are so comfortable being in reality. And it's innocent communication for both the receiver and the sender of the message. All right, well, that was a great sidetrack. Anyways, so what fires do you have? Can you face them? Can you like put your face like real close, up close like this? And chance the sorrow and the shame. Maybe get burned. Do this exercise. Tell a friend next time you see them a mistake you made or that you are making. For example, a few of you know that I recently made a mistake while moving some money to my investment account. Accidentally, I sent it to my son's college account, to his custodial account. I was way stressed. It was a lot of money for me. Ah. And the next day, just so happened, I was getting together with a friend for a walk and talk that that we do alongside a river. And so he says, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. I say, how are you? He says, fine. Yeah, and then I say, hey, so, listen, I just made a mistake. Do you want to hear about it? Do you want to hear about this fire that may blow up my truck? My truck is on fire. Okay. It was a large sum of money for me. Now the brokerage was saying I might need to get an attorney to get the money wired back and this big mess. And I was stressed about it. He later told me, hey, Very few people I've known in my life say, do you want to hear about a mistake I'm making? Thanks for keeping it 100% with me, Jones. And of course, because I radiated that, he was able to do the same for me. Genuine friendship. That's what I'm interested in. I always have time for that. Look, I... I was embarrassed. I was supposed to be this sophisticated investor, and my face was was all sooty. My truck was stalled over on the shoulder. Oh, man. But, but I faced it. What fires do you have right now? Are you, are you spending more money than you should? Going over budget? Crafting some clever justifications? Oh, you know, I know I'm going over. It's not like I don't know that. I know I'm going over my budget, but these are just kind of like one-time unusual expenses. It's not like I'm going to buy a new TV every month. It's not like I'm going to buy a new car every year. Or are you a fatty? I don't mean PH. I mean like big F. Like does your weight bother you? Do you just keep it to yourself, hoping people don't notice? That's, that's your truck when they drive by. Is there a fire in your engine? Like do you not have enough money? for retirement and it just eats away at you ah, like what will you do when you can't work how how can you face that or do you wonder if your kids like you anymore or are you barely passing your classes do you have an anger problem an anxiety problem 
Maybe you're just real down in the shadows right now with some depression. I know I've been there, right? With this money example I was giving you, I kept telling myself without Bobism, here I was every day, right? I was calling the credit union and then the, I called the brokerage and I was getting nowhere for a solid week. I'm calling every day and this money was being held hostage in this custodial account. Partly my fault, right? Anyway, nearly a dozen calls working the problem inside out and outside in and scrubbing it down on the washboard. And man, after each time, I'm making minimal progress. I tell myself, Jones, it's okay. It's okay. Remember what Bob says. Don't worry. This can fix easy. This can fix easy. Sometimes, truthfully, like I didn't feel any better. But I kept saying it. I kept facing it. Shared the mistake openly with my friends, and now apparently I'm sharing it openly on this podcast. When we have these worries, the fears, these mistakes, they come through our big, invisible house. We can stop faking like we don't see them. Like, Like we don't see them rummaging through the refrigerator in our kitchen. They're stomping around. They're leaving the... You know, they're, uh, they're making noise. They're playing music too loud. Stop faking it. Faking courage to avoid fear is madness, not bravery. The brave, they do what? Yeah, you're right. They face it. Or, hey, I know I'm really scared about making the house payment this month, but I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm just going to think positive and then, ooh, ooh, let's see what's on Netflix. Or... Now, I'm going to work some more. i got to work late. i got to keep working. Right? That's more classy. That's a little more sophisticated than just watching Netflix when we have problems. Or, ah, uh, oh, my marriage. My marriage is up in flames. And instead of sweeping the chaos under the rug, compartmentalizing it, instead we, we tell someone. Hey, you want to hear these mistakes I'm making with my partner in my marriage? Let me tell you how I'm totally messing it up. Right? So, so that we're standing inside the fire. Right, Garth? Right, Garth? I hear you. Sometimes it's tough to keep facing a mistake in a relationship, especially when, like, you know it's your fault. You know it's your shortcomings, right? Whenever I've had fights with my lover, like, I've noticed if I feel like an idiot and the truck is on fire because of something I did, uh, hey, the more I stand on the McDonald's grass parking lot, the worse it gets. I'm just standing there trying to avoid it, and I, it's getting closer to explosion. And I keep telling myself now, hey, just face it. Just face it again. Your truck's on fire. Okay, face it again. Face it again. We have to do something about this. Me again. We need to face it. Uh, I know that I've made some mistakes, and now I just say, hey, listen, I, I know I made some mistakes here in this relationship, but... I'm just facing that because I care. And I'm just going to keep bringing this up because I care. And maybe I don't know the, way, the right way to solve this, but I know I care. And I know you might be disappointed in me, but I'm here and I'm facing it with you. I like to put out my fires now, like right away. <laughs> Instead of sleeping on it for a couple of days and building up that unnecessary tension, and, you know, unhelpful conflict avoidance. I heard a good, a good quote recently or a show or something, but it was, be where your body is. It's one definition of being present. 
I like that. Quote, hey, problems are not stop signs, they are guidelines. Robert Schuller. Yeah. Don't stop at the problem. Read it as a guideline. Oh, do I need to speed up, turn, you know, left, right? And Shantideva said, if you can't solve your problem, then what's the problem? <laughs> if you can solve it, then yeah, what's the use worrying? Either way, you're covered. Or how about this one? Running away from a problem only increases the distance from the solution. I like that one. I better read it again to make sure it really sticks with me. Running away from a problem only increases the distance from the solution. Remember some of those earlier episodes where we touched on Gandhi, on Martin Luther King, J.R., right? He's stabbed, he's ridiculed, his house is bombed, his family is threatened. Again and again, he runs back into the problems, facing it. Like, this truck is on fire, and we're going to get it out. I have a dream. If we don't work on this problem now, it could get much bigger. Who knows? Could even explode. It would have been so easy for MLK to distance himself from the problem to swirl around some false hope that racism would get better or justify some distance, right? Oh, listen, I'm done. I did my part. Or how about Gandhi, right? Spinning his own clothes, eating little, you know, wearing the same thing. Very educated man, very powerful human dies, assassinated with $3 to his name. He kept facing the harshness of the British rule, kept addressing the religious split between the Hindu and the Indian Muslims. Ah, all of it just inspires me. Like, obviously, I'm not fighting a big global campaigns like that. But if they can do it on that big stage, then what pain, what trauma, what big peas or little peas do I need to face in my life? If I'm depressed about something, like, instead of faking it, be positive. Instead of only giving my friends the highlight reel of me hitting home run after home run after home run. Wow, how does Jones do it? That's amazing. What if I let them in on my strikeouts? I have them on my mistakes. I have them. Let's post some of that on Facebook. I want to see some more of that. The more I've tried to be honest, to be balanced, the more fulfilled, the more uh, at peace. It's just like gravity right now. The sun is pulling us in, but the earth, the earth is pulling away. And it's good balance. It's good balance to have those opposing forces. Just like gravity... Gravity, we have pressure and force pulling us down, but also an opposite force that keeps the two forces working together. I was watching a video of astronauts getting around in space with my kids the other day. If they are just in an open area, not able to reach anything, they can swim and fight and claw and kick as hard as they can. And it's actually pretty funny to watch because they don't make any progress at all. They just spin in circles no matter what they do. Why? Ah, why? It's not in balance. There's no opposite force to balance. If an astronaut is working on the space station and then forgets to cord up, starts floating away untethered from the station, what does he do? The solution? He's supposed to throw a wrench, a tool in the opposite direction, causing him to float back to the space station. Facing the pain, the fear, the confusion, however big or small, helps keep that yin-yang force in balance. Lately, I've been going around my big invisible house. I've been searching for 
for rooms where the door has been shut, dark, where the light's off. And I flick the light on. I want to face some of the pain and resentments that I've been carrying around. Finding where all my guests are and let them know it's okay. All right, everything's going to be okay because I am the master of the house and I have the only key. Hmm. Reminds me of what James Baldwin said. I don't know if you were thinking this, but he said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing, nothing can be changed until it is faced. Ooh, one more time. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. Okay, we're coming around third base here. A uh, quick story of Steven Schwarzman. I'm not going to give his full bio. You can look him up if you want to. The skinny is that he's one of the most prolific investors and business gurus of our time. I was reading his book, and he told a story of how he was serving some time in the Army Reserve, and he was a self-described ho-hum military guy, lowest rank. Um, and when he served his trainings, they barely ate. He was starving, and they were in Louisiana, not Vietnam. They should have plenty of food. He tells how he was in fear of being punished because, and he told his old captain, his major, I want to talk to the general. I want to talk to the general. They threatened him and abused him verbally and bullied him. He kept facing it. I must speak to the general. Who do you think you are? You must speak to the general. Listen, you might be new here, but this is the army, bud. Fall in line. We have a chain of command that must be respected. He stood his ground, though, and he kept facing it. Eventually, his persistence paid off, and he gets to sit across from the general. And he says, listen, we're starving. We're starving. We need more food. A few days later, after an internal investigation, the other superiors, the other captains, they were fired because they were stealing the food and selling it to the public. And the general wrote him a note and said, thanks for having the courage to break through the ranks. You see what he's doing, right? You saw what he did there? Ah, he didn't fake it to make it. Hey, I'm a tough guy. I don't need any food. (laughs) I don't even like food. No, instead he faced it. And he did it letting his unique colors shine, being a sun, not a moon, not... A moon. Episode one, right? Okay, remember the challenge? Mm-hmm. I challenge you to call a friend today, a coworker, call me, or ooh, ooh, a boss, and say, hi, how are you? How, hey, well, how's it going? Good, how are you? Fine. And then say, do you want to hear about a mistake I just made? See what happens. Why? you'll want to write this down because a fear of weakness only strengthens weakness. Here's a Christian example, right? Uh, Jesus-ism, even Jesus and all his enlightenment, he said, oh man, is there another way? Can't you take this cup away from me? You know, he really faced the dark shadow. He went into the basement in his big invisible house and instead of Walking by the door, whistling and singing hymns, he stopped and he opened the door and he turned on the light to see the visitor, the shadow, faced it. Oh, 
Is there another way? Because I really don't want to do this. Hmm. Hmm. Back to the truck. Man, I'll never forget that day. The truck was on fire. And maybe your truck is on fire. Maybe not today. Maybe tomorrow or next year. Sometime when things run a little too hot. So remember, that's okay. That's okay. Face it to make it. Blow it out. Stomp it out. Don't let the problem get bigger. I've tried hard, even classy, sophisticated ways to distance myself from my problems. And it never works as well as facing it. We're done for today. We're done. Let's wrap up. Sneak peek, though. Next episode will be part three. I got one more coming on this. Meantime, be more of you. Because I truly believe deep down, for me, for you, the world needs who you were meant to be. So let's go out there and be it.